0: Little House on the Prairie will be seen tonight so we can bring you a very special episode of The Gen X Files. Welcome to The Gen X Files. I'm Jim. I'm Adam. And today's show is all
1: about Hot Wheels. Hot Wheels. <laughs> We're covering toys for December because toys are awesome. Yeah, it's our toys story (laughs) month because it's Uh, clever. Yeah, toys story. It's apostrophe, yes. Yeah. Because it's their story. It's going to be a fun month. I'm really excited. Today's story is about Hot Wheels. Hot Wheels. Take yourself back to 1968. Uh, April 1st, Lev Landau, Russian physicist and one of the founders of quantum mechanical theory, dies in a car accident. Or did he? I don't know, it was April 1st. It might have been a joke. Mm, maybe he went into another quantum realm. Oh, that's very possible. That is very possible. Uh, April 1st, also on April 1st, the Ford Mustang 428 Cobra Jet is introduced. Or was it? No, it was. Oh, okay. <laughs> With 410 horsepower, it was one of the most powerful muscle cars built at the time. It cost less than $3,500, but now sells for more than $100,000. Yeah, well,
0: 3500 was a lot for a car back in 68. Well, yeah,
1: yeah. I mean
0: it was it you was could hot buy a now. house for like thirty five hundred dollars <throat> back in sixty
1: eight. That's true. That is very true. April twenty-sixth, the nuclear weapon boxcar is tested at the Nevada test site in the biggest detonation of Operation Crosstie. Okay. Yeah. Odd. How does that tie in? Boxcar. Oh, okay. okay. <laughs> Trust me, I I struggled to find three things to talk We're, about here. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that was a good one. May eighteenth, Mattel's Hot Wheels toy cars are introduced. <clears throat> Uh, yeah, <laughs> it was so much fun. Uh, I loved Hot Wheels when I was young. You know, the
0: greatest thing about Hot Wheels was the orange track. Yep. And the greatest thing about the orange track was we never really used them for the yeah. Hot Wheels. We just used them to beat the crap out of each other. Because <laughs> they were so good at weapons. Oh, yeah, that they thwack. Would, they would whip really hard. Oh, yeah. that
1: thwack, baby. Those orange thwacks. <laughs> Hot Wheels starts with toy designer Elliot Handler. Uh, Handler was born in Chicago in 1916. Do you know if he's related to Chelsea Handler? He is not. Oh, bummer. That would have been neat. I'm pretty sure we would know because he created, like, all the most famous toys you can think of. Yes. It Uh, would be one of the toys would have been called the Chelsea. I'm pretty sure there's uh, a lot of Handlers in the world. (laughs) Yeah. I don't know if they're all related. Uh, He studied industrial design at the Art Center College of Design in Pasadena, California, in 1929, he met his future wife, Ruth Mosco, at a dance for teenagers. Yeah, Ruth Mosco, from the Moscows They were like, he was like 13 when he met his wife. Yeah. Uh, they were married for a very, very long time. From the Southside Moscows. <laughs> it was a crazy family. <laughs> True. Uh, they later married and had two children, a daughter, Barbara, who was the namesake of Barbie dolls. Nice they didn't name it the Barbara doll. Oh, my God. Mommy, I
0: want my Barbara doll.
1: She comes with g- glasses and I don't a think pants. It would have sold as well the Barbara yeah. doll. Uh, and they had a son, Kenneth, who was the namesake of the Ken doll. Ew. Yeah, That's thank you. Gross. Isn't that weird? Ugh. Oh, poor kids. Uh,
0: guess what, kids? Daddy named lovers after you, <laughs> Doll lovers. So from the now until the end of time, because these will be the most popular toys in in the history of the United States of America. Everybody will think that you guys are effing Ken and Barbie, the effing sibs from the Handler
1: family. That was uh, an exact quote from (laughs) Elliot Handler about Ken and Barbie. It was the press release, I think. (laughs) <laughs> While a struggling art student and designer of light fixtures, Handler partnered with Harold Matt Mattson to design a realistic-looking miniature piano that received roughly three hundred thousand orders. Matt Matson. Yeah. However, they mispriced the product, losing ten cents on each one produced.
0: That's a lot. Of, that's like thirty thousand bucks.
1: That is not a good start to a business. <laughs> no, and that's 1968's Thirty thousand. <laughs> that wasn't even nineteen sixty-eight. That was like nineteen fifty-something. That's like, like ten houses. It was, yeah. He lost his shorts, so to speak. All right. Yeah. Uh, Matt Matson and Elliot Handler would form the company Mattel Creations in 1945, getting the name from Matt and L in the Elliot, making it Mattel. See how that worked? No, please. Okay. Can you explain <clears throat> it to me? So his first name's Matt, uh-huh. and, and Elliot's first name is Elliot. I thought his last name was Matson. It is, but his name—they called him Matt. It was Harold,
0: but they called him Matt. Well The name's it up. It's Matson, so it should have been Matson Ellis. Right. Elliot. They took it from
1: Matt Matson. I know. I, I'm. I know. <laughs> I know. This <laughs> co- is getting tedious. This is. Uh, the company began selling picture frames and later dollhouse furniture made out of unused picture frames. Uh, Matson sold his share in stake to the handlers due to poor health Following the following year when handler's wife Ruth took over. Oh, sorry. It wasn't in the 50s. actually in the 40s. 1945. Oh, wow. That's a lot of money. That was like they could have bought like aircraft carriers with the 10 cents they sold on each piano.
0: And honestly, how much are they selling those pianos for? Probably 60 cents or something. But probably not even that.
1: Or 20 cents <laughs> I mean, or 30 yeah. cents. Uh, in 1947, the company had its first hit toy, a ukulele called Yookadoodle. Okay. <laughs> Clever. Yookadoodle. Yeah, it was 1947. Uh, right. It's a different time. Yook,
0: yook, everybody plays the ukulele. Remember when everybody played the ukulele like yeah. in the early aughts, all the hipsters it and just the be-
1: Yeah, it was huge. became huge. Everybody had a uke. Everybody wanted to be Izzy. Uh, Izzy, I don't know how to say his last name. Who? The big Hawaiian guy. The, oh. the cover of uh, the Rainbow song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> yeah, Somewhere Over the Rainbow. That's what it is. Somewhere Over the Rainbow uh, by Izzy something. Yes. <laughs> uh, Mattel started advertising on TV when it became the first sponsor of the Mickey Mouse Club TV series. Smart move, Nurse. Matt L. Apparently they fixed their bad mispricing problems and, and actually got better marketing. You learn from your mistakes. The Barbie doll debuted on March 9th, 1959, going on to become the company's best-selling toy in history. Yeah. Look and at her. She's gorgeous. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's the best-selling toy of all time. Well, yeah. I mean, and it ruined women forever. Yeah. Well, that's how actual Barbara looked. How dare you? Barbara was deformed. <laughs> Barbara couldn't really eat anything <laughs> yeah. because her Barbara pants were Barbara had would a explode. two-inch waist.
0: Yeah. And uh, both... Strangely enough, both Barbara and Ken did not have genitalia.
1: Yeah, smooth. Smooth. smooth <laughs> as a baby's bottom. Oh, God. But with no anything. All right. Uh, Handler holds credit for developing the first talking doll, Chatty Cathy, using upholstering talking mechanism, revolutionizing the toy industry. And ruining the lives of parents everywhere. <sighs> I'm
0: Chatty Cathy. Please be my friend. I'm Chatty Cathy.
1: <laughs> hours and hours. <clears throat> you have to wonder how many dads left because of Chatty yeah, Cathy. a lot of dads going out for packs of cigarettes. Uh, Mattel continued to develop a number of talking toys, in ch- including Chatty Baby, Tiny Chatty Baby, and Charmin' Chatty. Really? Yeah.
0: Chatty Baby sounds awful, by the way. It and sounds even tiny worse. T- Chatty Baby's worse because you can't find it. <laughs> Just chatting away. Yeah. <laughs> We used to have this. Um, I don't know what it was. It was some sort of stuff thing for Christmas that sang some song or something that was really annoying. Back in the, like back in the seventies, like back in the no, day? no, no. Or this was back. This was probably back in the two thousands or whatever. Like a Furby or something. No, it was like a a, a Christmas decoration or something, oh, and it okay. would like sing. It if would you do, press yeah. a button or whatever, but it would go off like at <laughs> it random ran times it. around the year, and you just yeah. hear like.
1: Oh, God. <laughs> I'm nice. going to kill you. All right, okay. Well, the last part, yeah. you, maybe you, I just heard you it. You a little yeah. bit, yeah.
0: But yeah. no, but it would go off.
1: It was so creeps. Uh, I don't like talking dolls. I've never liked talking dolls. I had one doll
0: I... that I loved. It was the Ed Grimley talking oh, doll. Oh, well, yeah,
1: yeah. <clears throat> I that. It was so good, <laughs> and it looked just like it. Uh, Mattel also made toys for cartoon favorites such as Bugs Bunny and Porky Pig, and for television characters such as Herman Munster and Mister Ed. I had a chatty uh, Bugs Bunny. Oh yeah, it had like a,
0: Bugs Bunny. a uh, plastic head and a and a body that was like mushy, plush or not a... plush, but you know like like a... fabric. Oh okay. And then you would you know oh, grrr, pull it. And... What's up, Duck? <laughs> what's up, Duck? And then you'd be like, <laughs> Neep, neep. You try to get it to change because you get sick of seeing the same thing, so you keep pulling it during the it would, Oh, it would have different things? Yeah. Oh, oh, oh. You know, like, yeah, it took away the nice. It was nice. great. Nice. I loved it. To <laughs> death. I literally loved it to death. Right. Okay. Did you, it you murdered it? No, it just wouldn't speak anymore. I just... You murdered no, it. Did. You did. yeah. I didn't mean to. The 19th... I was like uh, Lenny from Of
1: Mice and Men. I just pet it too hard until it died. <laughs> oh. well, uh, I'm not even going to go there, Jim. <laughs> Tell me about the rabbit doll. <laughs> the 1965 talking doll baby Cheryl was named after the handler's first grandchild. And the Todd doll in the Barbie line was named for the grandson, as well as Alan, Ken's friend, who was named after Barbara's husband.
0: Okay, it's getting complicated now. There's going to be a Barbie key party pretty soon. They, her
1: husband got named for the friend. <laughs> Not for the husband, but for the friend. Hey, he, they didn't like him very much. <laughs> His in laws were like, look.
0: You're gonna be the friend. Well, why, why am I not the husband? You know why. You know exactly why you're not the husband. You, you would. It would. Ken's always... the husband. No, no, not Ken. Who is yeah, it? Yeah, Ken. Ken's the husband. Yeah. Well, the boyfriend. Did they ever yeah. get well, married? Well, they never got. I don't. What well, It's probably a dream wedding. They did. I'm pretty something. sure they did. Yeah. Well, They had to. Because they can't live in sin in the Barbie's <laughs> dream house. Well, what are they gonna do? And somebody's got to drive Barbie's Corvette because
1: you <laughs> know, Lord knows she can't drive it. He's... She's a woman. Oh, okay. <laughs> Handler was primarily responsible for two additional Mattel product lines. In 1966, Mattel introduced smaller dolls called Little Kittles. (laughs) The names. The names for these things. Handler claimed he wanted them to resemble little children in neighborhoods across America. Okay. They were sculpted by doll artist Martha Armstrong Hand. Kittles were a great success and continued to be produced in different versions until the early 1970s. And they always said, they're sculpted by Hand by Hand. Yeah, Armstrong hand. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, she was she yep. was a very famous. They said designer. that a lot yeah. though. Yeah, they did. That was they the did. thing, and they loved it. In 1968, Handler came up with Hot Wheels. Hot Wheels. Yeah, Handler discovered his son Kenneth playing with Matchbox cars and decided to create a line to compete with Matchbox. Hey, what you got there?
0: Matchbox cars.
1: <laughs> uh, those are cool. I'm gonna rip those <laughs> off, and make my own version. Well, he did rip them off, but he made them better.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, he made, yeah. Look, I will give Hot Wheels. Hot Wheels took the Matchbox to the next
1: level. Of course it did. Because I love my Matchboxes. Yeah. Hot Wheels, you know, there was a lot more to do with your Hot Wheels. Uh, The Matchbox toy car line started in 1953. There were tiny die-cast toys of real cars, trucks, and utility vehicles. They were made with metal wheels and didn't really roll very well. Uh, hot Wheels were originally conceived by Handler to be more hot rod. Yeah. Like customized, modified, or even characterized of fantasy cars, often with big rear tires, superchargers, flame paint jobs, outlandish proportions, hood blowers, and pretty much anything you can think of. Yeah. Uh, they, they, most of the models were not real cars.
0: <laughs> they Everything that you can
1: uh, do to customize your cars in Grand Theft Auto. Yeah. That's Hot Wheels. That's Hot Wheels. <laughs> it is true. Uh, he began producing the cars with assistance from fellow engineer Jack Ryan. The first line of Hot Wheels cars, known as the original Sweet 16, was manufactured in 1968. It is crazy that Jack Ryan was able to help create these toys when he was a secret agent yeah. for the CIA that whole time. I understand you have a hard time between fiction and reality. Was this his cover? Yeah, yeah, he was an engineer for Hot Wheels. Yeah. Wow, that's a cool cover. Yeah. <laughs> The original Sweet 16 were called the Red Line Series, named for the tires which had a red pinstripe on their sides. Yeah, There were 16 castings released, 11 of them designed by Harry Bentley Bradley with assistance from Handler and Ryan. Uh, Harry ben- Bentley Bradley was had a fascinating life, so we're just going to talk about him for a minute. Bradley, originally from La Jolla, California, grew up in Woburn, Massachusetts. Whoop, whoop, I grew up in Las- La, Jolla. La Jolla. And, and I was awesome. born in Massachusetts. Nah, yeah, not in Woburn. I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> I was more to Boston. Wabin, I don't know how to say it. It's probably Waben. No one Actually, no one Boston is probably Warchemson. <laughs> Worcestershire. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, at age 14, he contracted polio and became totally paralyzed from the waist down. Ah, that's awful. Yeah, it's terrible. But because of it, he spent seven months at Boston Children's Hospital learning how to live with his paralysis, and he spent most of his free time drawing, benefiting from the time he had previously spent taking classes at Boston's Museum of Fine Arts. Crazy. My third grade teacher had polio, and he was in a wheelchair. No, oh, yeah? yeah? Yeah. That's yeah. how old I am. Yeah. I had teachers that had polio. I'm pretty sure I did, too. I don't think they were in a wheelchair. I had one that had a cane, but I hmm. don't think they, they f- were fully paralyzed. Fully polioized. Fully polioized. Ouch. Okay. Oh, wait,
0: too soon, really?
1: <laughs> we used to have that eradicated, but I think it's back. Thank no. you, Anton yeah. yes. Ow! Again. Too, too soon and too late. <laughs> uh, Harry attended the College of Wooster after he which he wrote to General Motors asking about job opportunities and they responded by suggesting the industrial design program at Pratt Institute. While studying, Bradley started his own business as a custom design consultant and contributed to various publications such as Street Rodder, Customs Illustrated, and Rod and Custom. Rod and Custom. It was a big thing in the early 60s to, to hot rod your car. Oh, yeah. 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 I mean, it still is today, it but is, it's yeah. it's more like the Fast and Furiousizing yeah. your car. right. Right. Bradley joined General Motors during his last semester at Pratt and moved to Detroit in July 1962. Isn't it funny that ever since we've had cars, we've always had a car culture that likes
0: to soup them, soup them up? Well, yeah. Customize. I call them the supers. Okay. Because they soup, (laughs) soup them up. They eat a lot of soup. I don't know. I been
1: in, I'm not invited to their meetings because I'm not a super. Super soups. Oh, you're not. Yeah, I haven't that's souped true. up any cars. It was against company policy to publish designs for Hot Rod and custom magazines while working for GM, so Harry continued to publish his design under the false name Mark Fadner. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Good one. Soon after joining General Motors, Bradley met the Alexander Brothers and developed a relationship that would result in more than 10 Bradley-designed custom cars over the next eight years, including the 1964 Alexa... Credited by Alexander Brothers to Designer X and the nineteen sixty seven Dodge Diora, initially designed in nineteen sixty four. Dodge Diora. Yeah. Remember what that looks like?
0: Yeah. Do you? Oh he this okay. It's not a real car.
1: No it is. Is it? Yeah. It was, That's uh, cool looking. It, the Diora was like a weird uh, open oh, yeah, bed, yeah, like yeah, it was like an open bed van, like Volkswagen. Yeah, 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 yeah. I remember
0: that. That was an awesome car. Yeah, it
1: was super weird looking, but it was really cool. Yeah, I, I saw actual pictures of the Diora, the original Diora. They didn't, they weren't produced for very long, um, and they did, they were like, they were very heavy. in In the supers, like to really soup them up. That was uh, the big thing. Nice, soup yeah. up your Diora. Yeah. <laughs> At GM, Bradley undertook a fellowship study program for a master's degree at Stanford University. In 1966, after only four years at GM, Bradley moved to Mattel, which allowed him to return to California. He designed a new range of die-cast model cars, which were released in 1968 as Hot Wheels. Hot Wheels! Not expecting the models to be a success, he left Mattel in 1969 to start up his own company and also taught at the Art Center College of Design in Los Angeles. He was a roamer, man. He, he couldn't yeah, keep it down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, he had to keep get his designs all over the world. He was like Johnny Appleseed. He just car need, uh, designs. Keep on rolling.
0: Yeah.
1: yeah. <laughs> uh, Bradley was actually later would redesign the Oscar Mayer Mobile in 1995. Of course he would. He was the one who made it look like a wiener. Yeah.
0: Before it looked like a. Uh, it looked like an Oscar. <laughs> looked like this dude. Just a guy driving an Oscar. around? Well, him. Oscar Mayer. Yeah. It was. It was. Yeah. Uh, it was a. Was it was it a fabrication like, of Oscar Meyer.
1: Right. Like him, the mm-hmm. actual guy. Yeah. 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 He looked out his eyes. And he was he was like head up and just yeah. forward. Yeah. Guess what the stick shift was? Oh God, I don't want to know. Nope. <laughs> the first Hot Wheels car produced was the dark blue custom Camaro. The other 15 were Beatnik Bandit. Python. Custom Cougar. Custom Fleet
0: Side. Custom T-Bird. Custom Volkswagen. Custom Firebird. Custom Del Dorado. Hot heap, four J car, custom Mustang silhouette, custom Barracuda, custom Camaro, custom Corvette, and the Deora.
1: Yeah, they were all very. I think all the custom ones is the ones that uh, Bradley worked on. Well, yeah, because um, they all had lift kits and blowers yeah, and yeah. different kinds
0: of uh, exhaust pipes. And it was they're all like
1: yeah. And it was there were a couple that were like the the silhouette and the Ford J car were were all not real cars. They were not it exists it like the hot heap. It was all stuff that 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 you could have made if you super. Yeah. Your car. Well, I hot rods were
0: pretty big back then too. That's like the hot heap where they took yeah. old, you know, uh they took Model Ts and mm-hmm. different 30s cars and souped them up. Oh, man, it look so awesome. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the best one of those, or probably the most famous one of those, is the Munster Mobile. Yes,
1: from yes. the Munsters. Yeah, exactly. Hot Wheels were designed as a 1 to 64 scale die-cast car that were modeled after actual full-size vehicles, including the customized models. In addition to the cars themselves, Mattel produced a racing track set. Sold separately. Uh, which you could use to beat people with, apparently. Oh, they were the best, man. Whipping people. Oh, everybody,
0: in the <laughs> 1970s, you knew who had Hot Wheels. From who had like those strap bruises yeah. on their bodies? It yeah. was like a perfect uh, replication of the track. Just a big red slap mark. Yeah. from slapping,
1: <laughs> slap happy. We were slap happy, Adam. Though it would be updated throughout the years, the original track consisted of a series of bright orange road sections pieced together to form an oblong, circular racetrack with one or sometimes two superchargers. Superchargers, yeah. yeah. Faux service stations through which cars passed on the tracks. Featuring battery-powered spinning wheels, which would propel the cars forward, uh, giving them lots of speed. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Those tracks were so much fun. You could make loop-to-loops and hoop-to-hoops. Well, this is what made it set... What essentially set it apart from, from Matchbox. It was like, they were designed to race. And and it was, it was brilliant. I mean, that was the first thing you do is like, yeah, I'm going to go race my cars against my friend. Well, that's the thing. That's what you nailed right there with my friend. Because
0: this... You know, most other toys, G.I. Joe, whatever, it's solitary kind of stuff. You yeah. play with your dolls yeah. or you play with your matchbox cars and with the matchbox cars, you know, you'd you'd line them up or right. you know, you'd drive them around and very <laughs> you know, I'm going to church. But when Hot Wheels came around with the tracks and the racing, yeah. you know, this was like slot cars. Yeah. But yeah. Without exactly. but you could bring your own cars, you know. Yeah. I yeah. remember having the the wheel shaped case oh yeah yeah you know the hot wheels case that you kept all your hot wheels in and you and your buddies would race your wheels sometimes
1: for pinks yeah yeah It it was sad when you lost your favorites that's true uh, Hot Wheels use of wide, hard plastic tires created much less friction and tracked more smoothly than the narrow metal or plastic wheels used on contemporary matchboxes. Hot Wheels cars will, were designed to roll easily in high speeds, which was a great innovation at the time. Oh yeah, the Hot Wheels brand was a staggering success. They're also really fun to roll them around the kitchen and have your dog chase after them. No, oh, yeah, that's true. They would they would roll really well. Mm-hmm. I mean, not, you know, beyond carpet. But uh, other than that, it was like you could oh man, they'd just be everywhere. The series completely disrupted the industry for small die-cast car models from 1968 onwards, forcing the competition at Matchbox and elsewhere to completely rethink their concepts and to scramble to try to c- recover lost ground.
0: Oh, goodness gracious. Johnson, have you seen what Hot Wheels has done to the industry? Wait, they they can roll? They can roll, and they have tracks. We have to completely rethink our entire uh, model of... of
1: Doing things? Business business model, thank you, Johnson. I'm so flabbergasted I don't even know the words of my business. <laughs> when Mattel asked Bradley to come back due to the success of the toy line, Bradley recommended a good friend, Ira Guilford. Yeah, I'm out. Hit up my buddy Ira, he's all right. He's, I mean, he did his thing. He was like, whatever, uh, I get it. Uh, Guilford, who had just left Chrysler, quickly accepted the job of designing the next Hot Wheels models. Would be fun. Oh, yeah, yeah. Some of Hot Wheels' greatest cars, such as the Twin Mill and Splitton Image, came from Ira Guilford's drawing board. I had the Splitton Image. I remember it. I remember it very well. It looked like two long canoes stuck together on wheels. <laughs> yeah. Well, and the other weird. one
0: was basically the model for every Batmobile
1: yeah. from, two, from, like, 19... 19- 90 on yeah 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 the twin mill was introduced in 69 and was used to create the company's first full-scale replica car in 2001 Uh, it had two exposed motors on each side of the car yeah this was the only car that was a ground-up design that wasn't a real car that they then turned into a real car yeah extremely impractical real car by the way of course (laughs) it's not something you drive your kids to
0: school but the great thing about it is most suburban men wanted it because it had separate cockpits and you wouldn't have to talk to your wife or mother-in-law. <laughs> wah, wah, wah. <laughs> oh, marriage sucks.
1: <laughs> the success of the 1968 line was solidified and consolidated with the 1969 releases, with which Hot Wheels effectively established itself as the hottest brand of small toy car models in the USA. Hot Wheels, hottest Hot. Hot of the Hots. <laughs> yes, yes. That was the that was official motto. Yep, that was their Hot Wheels, campaign. Hottest of the Hots. Hottest Hot of the Hots. Hottest Hots of the Hots. Sorry. Hottest Hot of the hot. It was I hard mean, to say. That's why was. they abandoned it after six months. Yeah. Split and Image, Torero, Turbo Fire, and Twin Mill were part of the Show and Go series and are the very first original in-house designs by Hot Wheels. Show and Go. Yeah. The initial prototypes of the beach bomb were faithful to the shape of a real VW Type 2 bus and had two surfboards sticking out the back window in a nod to the VW. W's perceived association with the surfing community and the slang term for a person who spends much time surfing, a beach bum. During the fledgling Hot Wheels era, Mattel wanted to make sure that each of the cars could be used with any of the playsets and stunt track sets. Unfortunately, testing showed that this early version, now known among collectors as the Rear Loader Beach Bomb, or the RLBB, Nerds. it was too narrow to roll effectively on Hot Wheels tracks or be powered by the supercharger, and it was too top-heavy to negotiate high-speed corners. Oh, no! Yeah. Hot Wheels designers modified the casting, extending the side fenders to accommodate the track width, as well as providing a new place on the vehicle to store each of the plastic surfboards. The roof was also cut away and replaced by a full-length sunroof to lower the center of gravity. Nicknamed the side loader by collectors, this was the production version of the beach bomb and probably the one that you had. Yeah, I had a beach bomb. Yeah. I remember it being with the uh, the sunroof being much bigger. I do remember Yeah, that. I yeah. just remember the surfboards. I don't remember the surfboards, because I'm pretty sure the one I had was a hand-me-down and the surfboards disappeared.
0: Probably, I don't know if they, outside of California, they didn't allow p- kids to have surfboards on their cars. No, I mean, I didn't understand. Or Hawaii. California. I mean, I, Hawaii.
1: I grew up in Iowa, so it was like I didn't understand what a surfboard was. Yeah, it came with a, a sack of corn that you threw in the back. <laughs> <laughs> yep. And, and your co pilot pig. He just hung out there. Yeah. Yeah. The rear loader beach bomb is widely considered the holy grail of serious Hot Wheels collection collectors. An unknown number were made as test subjects and given to employees. A regular production beach bomb right now may be worth up to six hundred dollars depending on the condition. Market prices on the rear loaders, however, have easily reached the five figure plateau, ranging from seventy thousand to one hundred and twenty thousand dollars. Good lord! Yeah, the most expensive uh, hot, hot Wheels car ever sold was at auction for one hundred and twenty thousand dollars. Wow! Crazy little tiny car. There's actually one uh, one of the pink uh, rear loaders is at the Peterson Auto Mo- Museum down in uh, by LACMA, Nice down here in L.A. And they it's literally on a little Lazy Susan underneath glass, <laughs> spinning around. It's really cool. A 30-minute Saturday morning cartoon series called, called Hot Wheels was broadcast on ABC from 1969 to 1971 under the primary sponsorship of Mattel Toys. Mattel Toys brings you Hot Wheels. The show took pains to stress that it was pro-safety, contrasting the safe and responsible behavior of the series' racing club protagonists with the reckless behavior of their rivals.
0: Hey guys, we're part of the Hot Wheels Racing Team. We always wear our seatbelts and our helmets, and we have a nutritious breakfast before every race. Our rivals, ho ho ho, they don't eat breakfast, they don't use seatbelts, and they have never
1: even owned a helmet. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> the show was criticized by the FCC, which considered it a half-hour commercial for the toy cars. Oh, yeah. And that was that was nothing compared to what happened. Oh, no. No, no, no. ABC contested the charge, saying that there was no prior commitment to Mattel and that Hot Wheels cars were never advertised during the program. The network was backed up by the National Association of Broadcasters, and the show remained on the ABC schedule for two seasons. Nice. Uh, they actually they actually did have to market down uh the FCC required stations to market down as a commercial rather than as as um a, a show hmm. like there was there's weird regulations when it comes to FCC and how much they can Well they used to do. care. The FCC used to do its job. <laughs> I know.
0: And and they were right about that. Yeah. Cuz it's basically the first time it was a half hour commercial where the kids are like buy me more cars. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's, it's nothing compared to the 80s when no. it literally every cartoon was just Ow. in a commercial for a toy. Or yeah. a cereal or yeah. something. Yeah. I mean, it was like everything was a product. Yeah. Uh, the Hot Wheels uh, show starred Casey Kasem and Albert Brooks, among others. We're driving Hot Wheels and we have a very special dedication.
0: Coming from you, from Deborah in Buffalo, New York. Deborah says... Please stop playing with all your Hot Wheels toys and pay attention to me, or I'm going to leave you. She says he neglects her every night, and she hasn't seen him in days. And if he doesn't come, she's going to leave him. So for you, Bob, from Deborah, here's I only wear my sunglasses at night. <laughs> <laughs> okay. uh,
1: I like that you think that that song came out in 1969. That's well, there was a different version. The original version came oh, out. Oh, the original version. Yes. Sorry, I'm sorry. It's sung by Roy Orbison. People don't know right. that. Right, right. Who literally never took off his
0: sunglasses.
1: That <laughs> uh, little did you know, Roy Orbison doesn't actually have eyes. No, he yeah. does not.
0: He, d- he has eyes out of him. He just doesn't have eyelids. God, that makes
1: it worse. (laughs) (laughs) He always looks surprised. 1970 was a very successful year for Hot Wheels, so Mattel came up with a new advertising slogan. They changed it from, uh, what was it called? Hotty, hot, hot, hotness? Hot, Hot Wheels, hot, hot, hotty, I don't know, I don't remember, remember it was so good. It doesn't matter, they changed it to, go with the winner. Yeah. 43. Okay. I, I know. 43 new cars appeared that year, including the Sizzlers and Heavyweights lines. Howard Reese, who worked with Ira Guilford, was tired of designing cars. He wanted to work on the major Matt Mason action figure toy lineup. Who didn't? <laughs> Reese had a good friend by the name of Larry Wood, whom he worked with at Ford designing cars. When Wood found out about Hot Wheels at a party Reese was holding, Reese offered him the job of designing Hot Wheels models. Wood accepted and by the end of the week, Wood was working at Mattel, where his first design was the Tri Baby.
0: Oh yeah, the Tri Baby. Everybody remembers
1: that. Do you remember the Tri Baby? No. Uh, the engine was in the back and the hood the hood slash trunk would swing up and you could look at the engine underneath. Well, I did it. Uh, I yeah. do know the tri baby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was cool. Larry Wood retired in twenty nineteen after forty years of designing Hot Wheels cars. He was there for a long time. Forty years, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> Another designer, Paul Tam, joined Wood and Guilford. Tam's first design was the Whip Creamer. Okay. That sounds like a porn porno. It looks like it a... It sounds like a... It's like a... I don't even know why it's called that, because it doesn't look anything like anything. No, but Whip Creamer sounds like a
0: the worst porn actor name. <laughs> yes, it is. Starring Whip Creamer. No, I'm sorry, it's
1: Whip Creamer. Whip Creamer. Uh, yeah, it's a weird looking car. It looks like a spaceship. On wheels, I—it's weird. Um, Although I those do, weird blowers on the side, I do, I do remember it. I kind of remember it. Anyway, mm. Tam continued to work for Mattel until 1973. Among the many fantastic designs, team Tam thought up for Hot Wheels, some of the collector's favorites include Evil Weevil, a Volkswagen Beetle with two engines, Open Fire, an AMC Gremlin with six wheels, Six Shooter, another six-wheeled car. And the rare Doubleheader co-designed with Larry Wood. Larry Wood. Yeah, though the, the, <laughs> the last car he designed was called Larry Wood. It's got
0: Larry's Wood. Oh, okay. No, it was a Woody. It was a oh, station wagon. Right. The wood paneling. Paired,
1: the dirt man? Paired with the whip creamer
0: <laughs> quite well. Larry's Wood. <laughs> and the whip creamer. Starring in <laughs>
1: The year 1970 introduced the snake and the mongoose, a manufactured manufactured rivalry between two professional drag racers calling themselves the snake and the mongoose for the purposes of publicity. That's ripping off Ricky Tiki Tavi, baby. I, I do I actually kind of remember mongoose. Like, I think he still was doing drag racing in the 80s. My dad was big. Yeah, there racing. was a mongoose. Yeah. Racing team thing. Yeah, I just think that was. Yeah, I think that was from him. Uh, this was notably drag racing's first major non-automotive corporate sponsor in the beginning of the NHRA's booming popularity with large budget teams and championships. 1970 also introduced the first Silver Series, which contained three silver-painted models, the Boss Hoss, the Heavy Chevy, and the King Cuda, which were only obtainable through a mail-in offer that included a membership to the Hot Wheels Club. Okay. You weren't a member of the Hot Wheels Club? Uh, Not in 1970, pal. Uh, I was a baby. (laughs) I don't know. I think you like cars, you know. Uh, uh, These three cars featured supercharged Indian... Ooh. These three cars featured supercharged engines featuring large roots blowers without hoods and open exhaust headers after the style of drag racing cars of the era. <laughs> Ouch. Okay. <laughs> Popular among children, these silver cars were considered faster than the rest of the Hot Wheels lineup because they were supposedly heavier than the other gravity models, but the accuracy of this claim has never been tested under scientific conditions.
0: Until now. Adam and I did 75 hours of research, and what we found is nothing.
1: <laughs> they, I, I would assume they would be faster. Why? I no, they're probably they're they're not. Because they're silver. Because they're heavier. Uh, you know. Uh, however, 1972 and 1973 were slow years. Only seven new models were made in 1972. Of the 24 models appearing. You know why?
0: Gas crisis.
1: I possibly. Couldn't get gas for your Hot Wheels. Okay. Your dad was like, can't get you
0: gas. Your Hot Wheels, look, buddy, those are even numbers on your license plate. Can't
1: get you gas today. That's tomorrow. <laughs> of the 24 models appearing for 1973, only three were new models. Also, the cars changed from Mattel's in-house Spectra Flame colors to mostly drab, solid enamel colors, which mainstream Hot Wheels cars still use today. Due to low sales and the fact that the majority of the castings were not reused in later years, the 1972 to 73 models are known to be very collectible. OK. In 1974, Hot Wheels introduced its flying colors line and added flashy decals and tampo printed print paint designs, which helped revitalize sales.: Yeah,
0: everybody loved decals.
1: Ugh. Oh yeah. Remember decals, you have to like oh, wet yeah. them and put' oh. ugh, it's such a
0: pain in the butt. It was. Kids today don't realize how you just take your toy out of the box and you play with it. We had to put our everything together. I was just remembering about having the Death Star mm-hmm. playset. And the amount of stickers you had to put on that damn thing <laughs> before you even played with yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. And they didn't tell. There was nothing. There was no instructions no, for where was, the stickers go. No. It's just you had to look at the box and and just kind of Guestimate. figure it out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah,
1: We didn't have anybody holding our hands. <laughs> oh, my God, old man. All right. As with the lower friction wheels in 1968, this innovation of the flashy decals and tampo-printed paint designs were revolutionary in the industry. And although far less effective in terms of sales impact than in 1968, it was copied copied by the competition, who did not want to be outmaneuvered again by Mattel product strategists. Too bad, baby, because they're going to outmaneuver you all the time. Because they're hot, hot hot wheels. Super hot. Super hot. (laughs) Also in 1974, an investigation found Mattel guilty of issuing false and misleading financial reports, which led to the banishing of Elliot and Ruth Handler from the company they had founded.
0: Not the L of Mattel!
1: Yeah. Now it's just Matt. No, he's not there either. <laughs> now it's just... Yeah, exactly. Uh, they did eventually, he kind of won favor back with Mattel. They, they both lived to be in their 90s, uh, so he, they did like a 50th anniversary with him before he died. Um, Did the great-granddaughter Chelsea Handler design any cars? No. No, she just had a TV show. Nice. Yeah. Funny. In 1977, the Redline wheel was phased out, with the Redlines no longer being printed on the wheels. No. Yeah. Well, it cut costs, but also reflected that the prototypical Redline tires popular on high-speed-rated automotive tires during the era of muscle cars and polyglass tires were no longer popular. Yeah. Yeah. They're just following trends. (laughs) Yeah. During this period, there was a trend away from wild hot rods and fantastic cars and a move to more realistic cars and trucks like the competitor Matchbox. Collectors are rabid about Hot Wheels, with the largest collection priced at $1.8 million. Good lord. Yeah, there's a video online if you ever want to watch. It is insane. The guy has like a million Hot Wheels cars. It's crazy. In 1997, Mattel would end up buying Matchbox and folding it into the Hot Wheels line. Apparently this was also... Apparently the... Matchbox and Hot Wheels collectors fought a lot? Like really? It was a big
0: thing? Wait, hold on, Adam. Hold the phone. You're telling me that two collectors of two rival products did not get along with each other? I mean, the Star
1: Trek and the Star Wars fans are best friends all the time? You're telling me a lie. It's absolutely ridiculous. When when they bought, Hot Wheels bought Matchbox, the Matchbox collectors freaked out. Of course. And we're like, oh my god, it's all going to be ruined. Was it? No, <laughs> I don't know. They're toys. I know. They're, but it's look. I understand. I understand. It's important to them. If, if somebody was to make fun of you for liking video games, you'd be upset about it too. Yeah,
0: and I and look. If all of a sudden Star Wars absorbed Star Trek, <laughs> the, the people would lose or the, their money the other way around. Oh, you that could would never happen. That could you, never. Oh, see, see.
1: <laughs> <laughs> That's. Oh. Oh, blasphemy. <laughs> it's, I, these guys are weird, but like, whatever, man. They, yeah, everybody's they, got their obsessions. They've got their little peccadillos. It, it happens. On January 30th, 2003, Columbia Pictures announced that they had gained exclusive rights to developing a feature film based on the toy line Hot Wheels with Mick G attached to direct. That is the most 2003 sentence <laughs> <laughs> that you could
0: have spoken today. <laughs>
1: Although unwritten, the premise involved a young man...
0: Trying to reconcile with his father. It's a kid who steals his dad's race car and ends up going through a sort of back-to-the-future portal into this world, and he has to reconcile his relationship with his father. Because uh, everybody, most writers in Hollywood, have really bad relationships with the daddies, and they're always trying to work it out on screen.
1: <laughs> That's very true. Uh, in 2006, McG said that he dropped out as director and chose to produce instead. Yeah, yeah. Well, he was like had his hands in everything for a
0: while. He, he TV was TV, and, I, and, I and, he, and I'm not. Yeah. He's he was great. I mean, he did a really good job with the yeah. the reboot of Charlie's Angels. And he was a yeah. really fun director.
1: Yeah, yeah, he had some he had some fun movies. I mean, it, it, it's nothing that would like you know wasn't rewriting the world or anything. No, but, was, but he knew how to make a good popcorn flick. I think that was the thing, is that he was trying to become more executive and, like, get into, like, higher, you know, rankings and stuff.
0: Yeah. I mean, look, if anybody could have made a decent Hot Wheels movie, McG would do it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Give it to him or whoever the Fast and Furious freaks are.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, irony is that eventually Justin Lin would be tapped to uh, try— The rights to the Hot Wheels pictures, there were, it was much longer, and I cut all of it out. But it they they went back and forth between Mattel and Warner Brothers, and like all these places, there was like five different directors attached over like ten years. Yeah, like, Justin Lin was one of them. He did a bunch. He did all the most recent Fast and Furious movies, and a bunch in early on. It should have just been. They should have just made an animated movie. They did, actually. They eventually did just do an animated Well, movie. good,
0: because that's, I mean, it's a toy. It doesn't, it's just like using a popular product name and making a movie that has really nothing to do with it. I mean, you can make yeah. any car movie and call it Hot Wheels. All you got to do is, like, make all the tracks orange, and then you yeah, go, there you go. True.
1: the road is orange. It must be Hot Wheels. And they all have weird blowers. And, <laughs> and then they're... they pick up the ground, and they just smack each other <laughs> yeah, with it. Exactly, that would be
0: my Hot Wheels movie. <laughs> It'd be like two minutes of driving, and then an hour and a half of sword fights. <laughs> Weird bendy sword fight. Ow! I always knew when uh, parents always knew when they were playing Hot Wheels because kids would come back with S- them swatch red somebody... marks
1: all over them. The kids scream from the room next <laughs> door uh, playing Hot Wheels again. Uh, uh. You just this made me think of Battleship as a perfect example of that. Yes, of of it has nothing to do with no. anything with the game
0: except I think at one point they say, shake "Well, that <laughs> Battleship, oh, God." <laughs> I don't th- I honestly don't think I've ever actually seen the movie Battleship. Uh
1: I might have, but I don't really remember. I think That's it had to do with aliens, I think.
0: Uh yeah, I think so. And
1: Wasn't Josh Hartnett in it? Or am I thinking of no, Oh no? No, no Liam there,
0: Neeson was in it. There was a lot of people in it I don't that do not have been I in it. I always
1: confuse it with uh the Pearl Harbor movie that came out with uh
0: Pearl Harbor? Yeah. <laughs> Yes.
1: <laughs> the one with uh, Ben Affleck. And... Yeah, that was a
0: real stinkeroo, too. Yeah, that was not very good. Oh. But
1: I think Josh Hartnett was in that one. Maybe. I don't know. Might man. have been in both. I don't know. Josh
0: Hartnett did a lot of work back then. He did. He did. I like <laughs> Josh Hartnett.
1: To, I do, too. I do, too. We need more Josh Hartnett. I agree. No, let's make a Hot Wheels movie and star Josh Hartnett. Josh Hartnett. Hartnett. That would be great. Uh, on April twenty fifth, 2022, it was announced that Bad Robot Productions will produce the movie, Uh, it's going to be made, apparently. J.J. Abrams, I don't think he's going to direct it. But, uh, there will be a Hot Wheels movie. And it's probably going to blow. I I don't anticipate it being good. Unless it has something to do with the toys.
0: If they make, like, a stupid Fast and Furious movie and call it the Hot Wheels movie, then they can just die. (laughs) If it was more like the Lego movie. Yes! Or it has some, like, you know, okay... Here's my pitch, right, right off the cuff right. of my brain. And I bet you it's going to be better than this movie. Okay, so there's this father and his two sons. I'm going to say two sons, because it's usually just one. Got, okay, yeah. let's make it a father and a son and a daughter. Let's open it up. And the father is a race car driver, and he's always away from home. And the kids never get to see him. And he always brings them back Hot Wheels when he goes on his on his you know, tour or whatever, you know, for the races. And so they have this really great Hot Wheels collection and he's always promising to play with them. And he's like, I, I can't play with you right now. I got another race to go on. The kids are like, oh, I'm dead. And he's like, sorry, kids, here's another Hot Wheels. And so <laughs> one night they get the special Hot Wheel. The one that's rarer than any other Hot Wheel. And it starts glowing. And they get to make a wish upon this Hot Wheel. And they wish for their dad to play Hot Wheels with them. But what they don't know is the, it shrinks them all down. And so they have to play Hot Wheels and the real Hot Wheels. And they got to find a way to, to get back up. You know, so to dad can win the, the race. Yeah. yeah, but And dad's got to get to the race. So it's all this, you know, everybody's tense and freaking out. But you know what? The dad ends up having such a good time playing Hot Wheels with his kids. But he retires from racing. And they and
1: they and that's when they get big again. Uh, I just a small addendum. Okay. I like it a lot. One note. Yeah. He needs to win the race as the Hot Wheel. Racing the real cars, he wins as the tiny little hot wheel. Yeah, because there's or the kids win the race. Yeah, there you go. Dad can't so Well, the son does. The girl will be playing with her Barbies. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Oh, boy. Um, sorry. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I'm sorry. Okay. But, I mean, look, that's the kind of movie you make. You don't make, you know, Ruddy Hot Wheel, I... <laughs> Greatest Driver in the History of Driving.
1: They have been trying to make movies out of racing games for years. Yeah. And there is no plot. There is no plot. No. Race movies in general
0: are difficult. Yeah. Because yeah. they're, like, the one that... Uh, the Ford versus Ferrari, Ford versus Ferrari was yeah. good because it's a really good. It, it had two really interesting characters. Yes, played by two very good actors. Yeah, uh, you know, but Talladega Nights was good because <laughs> it, was, it was silly. It was comedy. <laughs> it, it was stupid. It made but it's fun hard. of racing. Like, yeah, you know, uh, Tropic. What's that? Orange Thunder. What's that? Uh, that that uh, the robot guy. Uh, uh, Tom Cruise. Tropic. What's that? Tropic Thunder? Golden Thunder or something Thunder?
1: Oh, no. Thunder Road. Thunder? No. No. Thunder Alley? Thunder? Something. But that, see? We don't remember it because that was a stupid car movie that nobody thunder remembers. Thunder Nights? Oh, oh, my God. What the hell is that called? It's
0: called Dumb Thunder. Days of Thunder. Days <laughs> of Thunder. Yes. <laughs> see? That's how
1: people don't give a crap about racing movies. We couldn't even remember that. And uh, that's Tom Cruise. I remember my dad loved that movie, so I remember oh, kind of, uh, but I remember watching that movie a lot when I was younger. Robert Duvall was amazing that movie. Robert Duvall is always amazing. That is true. That is true. He's the great Santini. Yes. <laughs> uh, so, but to piggyback on your your wonderful idea of the tiny little people in the Hot Wheels cars. Uh, have you been playing Hot Wheels Unleashed? No! I did try it, and it was fun, and I will play it more, but... Hot Hot Wheels Unleashed was, uh, part of the free PlayStation Plus. When you sign up for the PlayStation Plus, they give you free games every month, and one of them was Hot Wheels Unleashed. This month, right? Uh, I believe it was this month. Either this month or last month. It might have been this month. But, um, well, it would have been November. Yeah. But, uh... The thing is, is that you play as the Hot Wheels cars on an orange track in actual, like, living rooms and bedrooms and, like, garages. And, like, it is literally like you're five years old playing with your Hot Wheels.
0: Yeah, except you can't pick up the track and beat your friends with it. That's the only (laughs) thing that's unrealistic about that game.
1: There's DLC coming.
0: Oh, yeah. Called the (laughs) THWACK
1: DLC. Uh, surprisingly, there have been over 30 Hot Wheels video games released since the first one for the Commodore 64 in 1984. Of course. I mean, it lends itself. And, and actually a bunch of DLC for the Gran Turismo games. Like they just, there's, yeah, there's just so much. Kids love
0: cars and trucks. There is a, there is a, I think genetically, (laughs) there's a genetic predisposition for little boys and some girls but mostly little boys mm. to love trucks and cars and construction trucks and so that's that's yeah. why there's Bob yeah. the Builder yeah. that's why there's cars that's why there's yeah. it's all of this stuff because cars are just cuz you crash your cars I don't know there's just something about your cars when you're a kid you know and you got your little cars and you park them and you put them yeah. and you race them and you collect them and you, you get the car the i remember how excited i was to get the the Smoky and the bandit
1: oh the Trans transam yeah yeah you yeah. know i
0: don't know if that was matchbox or hot wheels probably hot wheels cuz they did more of the yeah, movie tie ins yeah i feel I like that was more and yeah. the batmobile they had the batmobile yeah, with a little the, plastic uh the, siren and the delorean from back to the future yeah. like
1: they were great yeah they, they were great. and
0: yeah and you had like the Munsters mobile you oh, had yeah. all sorts of stuff and then they had that one like thing that was like this big that was the car carrier that you could like put the car in the back and had that oh yeah that yeah, yellow yeah. opaque uh
1: glass yeah to that's it. right that's right yeah and
0: it just like it had garages you could create your own little world yeah it wasn't just tracks and stuff. It had little play sets right. and, and, yeah, and yeah. car washes and all sorts of stuff. It was,
1: oh, yeah. Like cityscapes that you could drive around yeah. and all this stuff. Like, yeah. I I think a lot of it is the fact that America is a car culture. Oh, yeah. I mean, cars took over. It was a big thing in America starting in the you know late 50s. But this had a big thing to do with it because this created the kind of cars that people were creating. The goofy, well, crazy,
0: yes. jacked up you know, crazy blowers, It was It was the imagination, yeah. Mm -hmm. And I think kids growing up with all these cars, they wanted to create their version of a Hot Wheel. They wanted... Well, yeah, yeah. You know, because every generation, they're car kids. They're kids that are modifying
1: their cars. I I think it's the easiest way as a young child to feel more adult is that, hey, dad's driving the car, so I'm going to have my own cars.
0: Exactly. And then you get to the age where you want to build your own Hot Wheel. Yeah. And then you get... And you do
1: all that weird stuff. Make your Fast and Furious car.
0: <laughs> uh,
1: there have been a number of Hot Wheels computer animated TV shows and straight to video movies since 2003. Uh, they did a, I think it was called Hot Wheels World Race, and it spawned a bunch of like TV shows and, and direct to video movies. Sure. Since 1968, over four billion Hot Wheels have been produced. Uh, it's four billion with a B. It's a lot of Hot Wheels. In 1968, they cost a dollar. And do you know how much they go for today? Uh, five hundred dollars. No, they are a dollar twenty-nine. Wow, that's crazy. That is crazy. Uh, I, I remember growing up in the 80s; they were like a dollar nine. Yeah, uh, I think they were marked up a little bit to, so that the department store could make money. But like, it's crazy to think that for fifty-five years, prices not gone up very much. Well, yeah. I mean,
0: honestly, manufacturing them probably costs like. Twenty cents, oh, or ten that, cents. Yeah. yeah, they have the whole thing down now, but that's great. I mean, you know, you used to be able to pick up crap like you know when yeah. when you were buying your Star Wars guys; those were like a buck fifty a piece. Yeah. yeah, you know, you didn't they didn't gouge you. You know, once you got the big play sets and stuff, then right. you're getting them to the 50, 60 bucks. It was like oof. Yeah, but yeah. you know, and same thing with like you know some of the but the Hot Wheels play sets were pretty. You know, they were always under twenty bucks.
1: Yeah, yeah, they know? were affordable, and for they sure. always
0: worked together. Yeah. So you could build upon, it was like Legos almost, you know, yeah. when you, you know, you could build your own Lego village by having the post right. office. and this right. and that. But you could buy the, the car wash and the gas station and yeah. the post, you know, you could create your own Hot Wheels little universe there and yeah. race with your buds and then beat the crap
1: out of each other. <laughs> I, I. I want to say I'm pretty sure that at my because I never had the tracks and stuff. I always had the cars, but I never had the tracks and stuff. But at my grandmother's house, they definitely had because my my youngest uncle is is like only nine years older than me. Oh? So like he he's got he had Hot Wheels, man. Like he had some stuff. I'm sure original stuff. But um, but yeah, with the cousins, man, smacking each other. Those I always hated it. I hated oh, it, yeah. Jim. It, well,
0: everybody hated it. It didn't feel good. Triggering lots of weird memories, Jim. Well, sorry, sorry, you got bullied by your Hot Wheels cousins. Yeah, but it's fun.
1: You know, it's okay. Anna. They were great. Hot Wheels were fun. I it it was. I loved the idea of the imagination, like being able to be like, yeah, this is what we could do. Like, let's just do it. I like. I was a mostly solitary
0: player as a child. Mm-hmm. Like, I liked my Legos. I liked my Star Wars guys. I liked making my own little adventures. But. My Hot Wheels or Matchbox, but mostly Hot Wheels, those were my hangout with your friend's car. You know, it's like Mm -hmm. we would play crap like marbles. You know, you'd have a sack of really cool marbles and you'd play that. And and sometimes you lose your marbles and sometimes, (laughs) you every now I'm losing my marbles Uh, every day. But same thing with your, your, you know, we would play things where you could lose your stuff or gain your Your, stuff or trade your stuff. Compete. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it was fun. And it was fun to race against your pals. And, you know, it's, I think, uh, you know, in terms of collecting stuff, too, it's, if, you know, if you have a a significant other or something who's a collector. Yeah. This is pretty, this is a good thing to collect because they're small and they're going to take up a lot of space. (laughs) They
1: can be hidden away when neighbors come over. (laughs) Yeah, yeah.
0: It's not, you know, it's not like, uh, you know, collecting dogs playing poker paintings or, you know. (laughs) <laughs> I've got one room full of <laughs> That's Velvet Adam collects. Yeah. Velvet Elvises. Yeah, like yeah. your Velvet Elvis collection. Yeah. It's uh you know,
1: it's not obtrusive. Um, no, no, and it's not I mean it's it's an innocuous, very easy collection. I mean And honestly tell me this, because I, I
0: I I have done this. Uh I have gone to the grocery store mm-hmm. and seen the pile of Hot Wheels for a buck. On sale,
1: there's there's a giant barrel right now yeah. at the grocery store up from us that has <laughs> hot wheels dollar twenty nine yeah. hot wheels. And just people giant... bring them sometimes. We have a couple of hot wheels that people oh, have brought true. over parties, yeah. like yeah. some
0: food truck or something, and yeah, something else. Yeah. So people are still buying them. Hot wheels are great. It's just one of those toys that helped. It not only like it's one of those toys that not only kind of shaped a generation, but shaped. Our car culture, too. Yeah. Which made people more akin to, you know, aftermarket, souping up their cars kind of stuff. I think it it really changed the way people, you know, kids grew up with these really cool little cars and they wanted to have them as adults. They
1: wanted the same cool car. Right, right. It would definitely, up to this point in 1968 when they came out. Hot rotting was kind of a weird subculture, and like it was like, "Oh man, you're doing that like it's weird, and hot wheels changed all that man, yeah, normalized it, yeah, mainstreamed all of that, and it it was it was great, I mean, they were just super fun to play
0: with still are today, uh you know, and they haven't changed much in in fifty years, no, they haven't no. changed. it's still made out of metal, yeah, you know, and uh you can still buy the tracks, you know, if you got kids. You don't got kids. It's <laughs> so small wheels. Have some yeah. fun. It's also something that, you know, it's fun to have around the holidays. It's, you could set up a track around your Christmas tree. Oh, you know, a lot of people yeah. put uh, train tracks and stuff around their Christmas trees. I say yeah. put a Hot Wheels track around your Christmas tree, something with loop de loops and stuff. Yeah. But, you know, and they're going
1: around. I think it'd be fun. Uh, and then when your, uh, your roommate or your significant other doesn't give you what you want, you tear that track apart and you thwack them. Oh, you beat them senseless. All right. Well, that's our <laughs> oh, first toy yeah. story. Good story. Yeah, it was fun.
0: Uh, a toy that we both played with. So we got uh, another one coming up. A big game changer. Yeah. That made it easier <laughs> when people threw stuff at your face. It didn't hurt as much. Another uh, like, thing that helped <laughs> with bullies.
1: Oh, got a fun story about that, Jim. Yeah, Nerf. <laughs> Uh, nerf, nerf is great Yeah, it has a weird, weird origin Yeah, you're a nerf herder Yeah, I'm, a, I'm sorry, I'm a fuzzy nerf herder <laughs> Yeah, you are <laughs> Thanks for listening, we'll be back next week Whoop <laughs> me, 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 me. Hot Wheels <laughs> uh, May 18th, Mattel's Hot, Wheel, hot, hot Wheels Woo. Johnson, come in here Johnson Have you seen what Matchbox has
0: done to the industry? You know, Hot Wheels Johnson <laughs> We now return you to your regularly scheduled programming, Super Friends, already in progress.